for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. CGN welcomes you today, and I'm so glad we get to be getting together. I wish that I could meet each one of you and have a conversation with you and encourage you in the Lord, because that's one of the greatest gifts we can give to one another is to encourage and to build each other up in the Lord. It says that we will overcome by, our, by the blood of the Lamb and the testimony of the brethren. So we should take every opportunity we can to share our testimonies and the good things that the Lord is doing. And we need to be burden bearers, not bearers of burdens. And that's our goal today is as we glean from this, that we'll come away with a greater understanding of how to lift people's burdens, not to inflict them with burdens. So join me, open your books, get a pin out, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart as we finish up in this portion of Job chapter 15. Job chapter 15 verses 17 through 35 Listen to me and I will explain to you. Let me tell you what I have seen, what the wise have declared hiding nothing received from their ancestors, to whom alone the land was given when no foreigners moved among them. All his days the wicked man suffers torment, the ruthless man through all the years stored up for him. Terrifying sounds fill his ears. When all seems well, marauders attack him. He despairs of escaping the realm of darkness. He is marked for the sword. He wanders about for food like a vulture. He knows the day of darkness is at hand. Distress and anguish fill him with terror. Troubles overwhelm him like a king poised to attack. Because he shakes his fist at God and vaunts himself against the Almighty defiantly charging against him with a thick, strong shield. Though his face is covered with fat and his waist bulges with flesh, he will inhabit ruined towns and houses where no one lives, houses crumbling to rubble. He will no longer be rich and his wealth will not endure, nor will his possessions spread over the land. He will not escape the darkness, a flame will wither his shoots, and the breath of God's mouth will carry him away. Let him not deceive himself by trusting what is worthless, for he will get nothing in return. Before his time he will wither, and his branches will not flourish. He will be like a vine stripped of its unripe grapes, like an olive tree shedding its blossoms. For the company of the godless will be barren, and fire will consume the tents of those who love bribes. They conceive trouble and give birth to evil. Their womb fashions deceit. One of the things that I learned working in the business world in banking was that with banking business and customer relationships, it's always best not to make assumptions. You know, in the body of Christ, sometimes we err on the side of assuming 
that we know better, that maybe especially if we're a little bit more mature in the things of the Lord, sometimes we make assumptions that are not pleasing to God, especially if somebody garners a religious spirit. If you have a religious spirit, that's rooted in pride, and you'll have a tendency to uh, judge people accordingly, and we need to be cautious. If that's you, if you find yourself constantly judging people and assuming uh, the worst of their spiritual state, ask the Lord to help you to come with a really pure heart. Now, um, if you want to be a miserable comforter, here's a statement to make. Listen to me and I will explain to you. Boy, if that wasn't rooted in pride. Listen to me, LFS, is I'm going to explain to you, Job, everything that's wrong about your life. That's not humility at all. He asserts that Job doesn't fear God, and he reasons that if Job feared God, he wouldn't suffer. He wouldn't be facing so much suffering. In the second speech to Job, he tells him um, that, you know, his life is where it is because he, you know, he's far from God. He's, you know, he's not honoring to God. When the chance comes for us to comfort our friends and those around us, let's comfort and not afflict. Job's life is a clear example that innocent people can suffer. I I, I don't understand God's economy, but I can tell you some of the most wonderful people, I have watched them go through a lot of suffering. And because somebody suffers, that is not an indictment on their spiritual state. God saw something in Job. He knew Job could endure. God can use the suffering of our part of our life as his divine plan to strengthen a believer's life and to change the lives of others as they watch that person in process because it brings God glory. My missionary friend used to say, the rain falls on the just and the unjust, but why do the unjust seem to always have the umbrellas? You know, suffering comes to the just and the unjust. It's just part of God's plan. But the just have the true comforter, the Holy Spirit. Now, Eliphaz wrongly assumed that if Job rejected their advice, he was rejecting God's advice. And that wasn't the case. Job was not rejecting the consolations of God in his suffering. Eliphaz wrongly judged Job to think that he was his spirit had turned against God and against cons, God's consolations. And uh, we see that that this was a wrong assumption. Job understood the power and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. We understand that Jesus is the substance of our consolations. In Luke 25, it says of Jesus that he is the consolation of Israel. So what are the consolations of God for us when we're going through difficult times? Well, the consolations of God deal with our problem of sin. It's guilt, the stain, and the shame, and the power that sin holds over us. The consolations of God assure us of a new heart and a new nature. I love that. The consolations of God reveal a reason for sorrow. When we have sorrow, we know that there's reason. It's not without purpose. The consolations of God show us the one who suffered with us and for us. His name is Jesus. And the consolations of God tell us of our heavenly destination and hope. It's heaven. I have gone to prepare a place for you. Oh, that brings me hope. 
Now, Eliphaz relied falsely on a worldview rooted deeply in cultural traditions, and we cannot mistakenly interpret Scripture through our world lens, but we need to interpret Scripture through God's lens. As I was reading through this portion of Scripture and just preparing for today, I took a few moments and I asked the Lord, Lord, how can I just have a cleansing moment of you judging my motives? I want you to purify anything. The scripture says, let me, let him search. Let him search and try my ways and see if there's anything in me. He goes on and, and Job says, you know, Eliphaz says, let him not deceive himself by trusting what is worthless. And he goes on to say, before his time, he will wither and his branches will not, will not flourish. Let me tell you, Job knew who the vine was. We know who the vine is. John 15 says, I am the vine. You are the branches. And Job understood that. You know, relationships are hard at times, but when we have an opportunity to be the, the mouth of Jesus, let's be the light. Let's bring light. Let's bring hope into a situation. Perhaps yesterday you took one of those promises that we, we discovered, and maybe you took it for yourself or someone else. But let's put our hope in the Lord. He's not going to let us down. He's with us through the good and the bad. He says, lo, I am with you. He is with you always, even to the ends of the earth. As we go to prayer today, let's agree together that the Lord hears our prayers and that when we call on him, he will answer us. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask you to forgive us. We repent of the times that we have judged others unfairly and we have made ungodly assumptions. Cleanse our hearts, Lord. See if there's any wickedness, any, any ways that are unpleasing to you. Help us to be vessels of honor, not vessels of dishonor. Help us to be encouragers and comforters. And Lord, for those that are afflicted, we pray you would ease their burden and come alongside, bring them godly brothers and sisters who will encourage them and also encourage them in ways that only you can to the very comfort and the soothing of their soul. Be their good shepherd. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord,